This episode is brought to you by my wonderful patrons. Thank you so much to my patrons. They make this podcast possible and also very fun to do because we are able to interact on a private discord where we can talk, discuss topics, and just in general help each other collect the things that we want. So thank you so much to everyone who participates there. I couldn't appreciate you more. With that out of the way, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the Geeked Out Collecting Podcast, where we collect Pokemon cards and other nerdy things like damn adults. I am your host, Jess, and thank you so much for being here. This episode is a weekly wrap-up where we talk about news within the collectible space realm. And for today, I have three pieces of news to bring up. First off, a very important question. Would you sell your childhood for $600? Now, earlier this month, a Redditor posted to the R Gaming subreddit talking about how they sold their childhood for 600 bucks. Very cool, very interesting title. So anyways, turns out they had a pretty wicked vintage video game and console collection. So we're talking, you know, Virtua Tennis, Sokka US, uh, Navy SEALs, super old Playstations, old Nintendo stuff. Great, all good stuff. In the notes, I put a link to the lot so that you could check it out yourself because there's a ton of really, really great hits in there. So now if you look at the picture, you can tell that the collection was loved completely. Those games were thoroughly played and enjoyed and I love that. It just goes to show that no matter what we collect, we need to make sure that we at least have a portion of it that is loved and enjoyed. However, that is for you. It does go back to the saying in comics where if you buy an issue, buy two one to read, one to keep. Now, granted, there's, I think, a little nuance here uh, that we can delve into maybe another time, but the overall idea is obviously as collectors, we play this very interesting balancing act with how well we preserve our things. So some people keep things sealed, some people rip everything, and a lot of us are just kind of in the middle between keeping things sealed and ripping. I think people should collect however the fuck they want to and enjoy the collection however they want, but The first point I'm trying to make here is don't feel bad about enjoying your collection however you see fit. So you can tell that this person loved the shit out of their video games and I think that's all that really matters. Some people will say things like, oh, they should have kept that sealed, but you know, hindsight is 2020 now. The larger point though I want to bring up goes back to the title of the post itself. I just sold my childhood for $600. Some commenters on the post said that the collection was worth a lot more than they than what they sold for. And to be honest, I don't know. I don't care too much to put in the work to confirm what they said, but it looked like it was easily a few thousand dollars that they could have sold it for if they sold it individually. But what I do want to talk about more rather than that is the fact that the poster sold their games to begin with. They said that they were moving, they didn't need the money, and honestly they hadn't touched games in 10 years. So they decided to part ways with their games and that makes complete sense. Other than the fact that they could have gotten more from it, presumably, I think the seller really messed up when they offered free shipping on this. And it turns out the cost of shipping to send this to the buyer is 150 bucks. Now that is a real 
that's a real fuck up. <laughs> if there's one thing to be said here, do your freaking research before you ship anything. Don't offer free shipping if you're not a regular shipper and you don't know how much it's going to cost you, right? Just don't. Why? Don't. No. <laughs> Anyways, I brought all this up to say that I'm glad this wasn't a situation where by making terrible financial decisions, it led someone down the path of selling their childhood. Of course, life does happen, so it doesn't always have to be because they over leveraged themselves. But let this also be a gentle reminder to all of us that we should have liquid savings accounts and we should probably have enough money to cover a car insurance deductible, a healthcare deductible, and a thousand dollars at the same time. No joke. Because what if, you know? Anyways, for many of us, this might be a lot to save, but better having a healthy savings account that we don't have to dip into every month for silly things than to sell our childhoods to fund our spending habits or emergencies. So there's that. For our second piece of news, the rocket copy sold at auction for $3.8 million. You heard it here. So if you remember last week, the rocket copy in Action Comics number one with a rocket stamp on the cover, graded a CGC 6, sold at Heritage Auction for $3.18 million. To give that number some perspective, Amazing Fantasy number 15, the first appearance of Spider-Man, sold in September 2021 for 3.6 million. HCGC 8.5 copy of Action Comics number one sold for 3.25 million in April last year. And a CGC 9 Action Comics sold for 3.2 million in August 2014. That's a lot of money. That's a hell of a lot of money. So the comic turns out this was purchased by Ken Golden, who was purchasing this comic on behalf of a private buyer. So this was the first time this particular copy was ever sold. So we'll see how long the this particular issue stays with the collector. Likely we will never own <laughs> legendary comic issues like this, but we might actually have the chance to own the legendary panels in these comics, potentially. Which brings me to my last point of news today. A Spider-Man comic novel just recently sold for $3.4 million in an auction earlier this month. Not only did we top an entire Action Comics 1 sale, but this is also a record for a comic panel ever sold. Some are calling this a new record for the most expensive piece of interior comic art. So why was this particular piece of art so expensive? This drawing comes from page 25 of Marvel Superhero Secret Wars number 8. To all of my comic fans out there, you already know this is a three-panel drawing that explains how Spider-Man acquired his symbiotic suit that appears in Amazing Spider-Man 252. So the comics eventually reveal that the suit is a symbiotic life form that moves to a new host, Eddie Brock, who then becomes the villain Venom. So this is an iconic iconic panel in a key issue in comics. Now, there are a lot of reasons why comics fetch such high prices in the secondary market. Key issues are typically the most valuable comics in the industry, and typically key issues are first appearances of beloved characters, or in this case, an explanation 
on how Spidey got his legendary black suit. So this all begs the question, should we expect more of these high-end interior art sales within the comic industry? If I had to place a bet, I would probably say yes. And also we might see sales for not necessarily high-end panels either. Those special moments inside of issues are really what make those covers so special to begin with, other than the fact that the art on those covers are amazing and iconic. But again, we remember those issues because of what's inside of them as well. And sometimes it's honestly a bit of a shame to encapsulate the books and never see the moments or broadcast the moments where we see our favorite characters for the first time. So to add to that, there is even a newer grading company out there that is authenticating interior comic pages and giving them grade values based on their condition. So this will absolutely have a lot of interesting impacts on the market because if you have a key issue that won't grade well as an issue, you might have an interior page that you can then send in to get graded and potentially recoup gains because of that. And also too, considering the fact that this isn't the whole issue, it's just the panel, maybe you can't afford the entire issue, you buy the panel instead. There's a lot of interesting things that will play into that and this can absolutely change the, the dynamics of the market in many interesting ways. So I've not really had any conversations with comic book collectors on this specific topic, but again, I think it can have an impact, good or bad, 120%. From my own collecting perspective, since I do own many comics, I think I would absolutely buy a graded panel to display of one of my favorite superheroes. But I can understand if collectors are a bit hesitant since this could attract more shady characters into the game because again going back to the fact that you know oh I can't make money selling this issue as an entire book but I can still make money by taking the page out hopefully keeping it in as good a dish as good a condition as possible and then you know authenticating it or rather getting it graded and authenticated we can also of course see copycats out there you know selling fake interior panels there's a lot of weird funky things that can go on but Nonetheless, it is very interesting to talk about, I think. Uh, I think we can have a lot of really good discussion on that. So, And I mean, it's not like there aren't any shitty characters around anyway, but we'll see how this plays out. So I am curious to know, though, what my fellow comic book collectors think about this. So shoot me an email or maybe hit me up on Instagram and we can get a conversation going. So anyways, if you made it this far, thank you so, so much, everyone. Peace out.